We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. Are you laughing for, bro? Bro, listen, man. You gotta just just appreciate that it gives me joy, man. It gives me All joy. Right. It's a, like that's that's honestly. That's honestly the way that you should want people to feel when you watch that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because, okay, like, remember the part, you know, when ballers, like, when it would be like, dun, 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 like, you know what I mean? And just the vibe of, like, mm-hmm. I'm ready for my show. You want people to, oh, Nick jumping in the pool. Like, you know what I mean? You want them to, to have that feeling. So that's yeah. actually a good thing. If okay. I stop feeling like that, then you'd be like, oh, something, I need to freshen yeah. it up. Like every time it makes me smile, that's a that's a good thing, bro. Because it's doing that for somebody else too. You feel better? I I'm do. two for thirty eight. Look at that. I Sweet. know, I know. Sweet. You're getting All better right. and better, man. Right. Listen, that's the last time I hit a subathon. That was July, <laughs> end of July. That was the UFC pay per view for the BMF. Yeah, it was Gaethje and Bore. Yep. The last time I hit a a subathon, it, it was warm enough to jump in the pool with with clothes on. Bro, I jump in that pool if it was twelve degrees out. If it means <laughs> I turned twenty two dollars into twenty two hundred. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Get it in the right way. Hey, as you guys can see, I'm feeling very uh, Christmassy today. Um, feeling good, even though the bets were not as uh, hot as they should have been. You know, that's the game that we play, and. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest, a guy who we connected through social media, as I'm sure like a lot of people connect with nowadays on social media. Sonny, I was talking about this the other day, how, you know, not too long ago, if I was to tell you that, yo, bro, a random ass car is going to come and pick you up with a dude, you have no idea who he is, and they're going to take you to where you want to go. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm not getting in that car. And now it's kind of the norm. And also like social media now, it's like, yo, how'd you meet? Social media. How'd you meet? Social media. How do you know him? Social media. I don't, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know him at all. <laughs> But I do know this guy, and he's one of my favorite content creators, and it's dope to call him a friend. Maddie Betts is in the building, baby. Let's go. Maddie in the building. It's good, bro. Tables have been good. The fights were not very good. It was an entertaining night, but we, we got we got beat down this weekend. So I love how that's the first thing that he says immediately. Not even like, yo, it's good to see you, man. My team, my team isn't going to smoke your team this weekend, as he is an Eagles fan, and my team always sucks when they play in Philly. It's... The tables, bro. The tables didn't get you, though. 
Table's been good this weekend, bro. What do you play? I don't think I've asked you. So I play, my favorite game has always been Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Okay. But I love some high limit blackjack. Like mm. Ultimate Hold'em, like sometimes a little slow. Like you got, you got all these people at the table. You're waiting for hands. Like blackjack, high limit blackjack, it's just a hand every five seconds. And I'm just, if I get on a heater, I play pretty aggressive. Like I'll let it ride a few hands and then you know, I get a few splits, a few double downs. And next thing you know, I'm like, Playing big, so I, I love Hollywood Blackjack. Man, what games do you like playing in a casino? You know I don't be betting like that. <laughs> what, like, okay, what was I good at when I actually played? Nah, just in general, bro. Uh, and- I mean, I was solid at craps for a moment. You know what I mean? Craps was like the only thing that I really got into and was like, I could turn $20 into 400 hmm. in about 30 minutes and then like leave. Because, see, I, I've never been a person that would, like, yeah, let it ride. Let it ride. Like, fool, I just paid a bill. Like, I just paid a bill in 10 minutes. I'm good. Cash me out. I don't have to keep going. I just, not, that never really was my thing. Um, but uh, but outside of outside of that, you know, a little bit of blackjack, but not a whole lot. Craps is probably about as much I'd play. I never was into slots because nah. that's just it's a sad, sad bit of business. I, some people are good at it, though. But, like, yeah, that never was my thing. I don't know, bro. I don't think people are good at it. I think you just get lucky at the slots. So, no, some people have a system. Like, literally. Oh, God. This show no. just started, bro. Don't make me turn this shit off. Man, look. Hey, I know you know some people that have a system where you're like, yo, how does he always win? It's like, well, you know, I put this much. They put a certain amount in, and then you wait. You know what I mean? Like, if you, I don't know. It's their system. I just know that some people have a system that, by and large, works. If you I, think they always win, it's just because they're not telling you about the losses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be that. I think the only games, my favorite game when I go to a casino is Texas Hold'em. Okay. No, I think nothing beats it. I think it's the purest game at a casino. It's the only game where the house doesn't really get anything out of it. You know, yep. if, if us three are at a table, I'm playing against your hand. I'm playing against your hand. I'm trying to take your money. That's fair. That's yeah, so, fair. It's, it's peer to peer and you, yeah. you're taking a rake. And I play, I have a house game every week. I play Texas Hold'em, but... I'm in Vegas or I go to a casino. I don't have the patience to sit down at a, at a hold'em table. And also, bro, it's my argument was always, it's whack. If you come out here with your boys for a weekend, for you to really grind out playing Texas hold'em, yeah. it's isolating. You're yeah, going to be yeah. away from them for seven, eight hours. You guys are all partying and shit and raging. And yeah. if it's in the summertime, we got the pool parties. It's, yeah. I don't want to leave the crew to go and play. I would do it like one time... Uh, my friends and I would always take the Sunday red eye to go back to New York. It was our favorite flight. We'd end up saving like $300 as opposed to leaving Sunday morning or Monday yeah. morning. Cause like, you know, who likes taking the red eye? It was my go-to. So Sunday was my poker day. Okay. So our last day here, we've been here four or five days. I'm going to just play poker. I'm going to grind it out. Go, I'll sit at a table. And every time I was coming, I was going to a different casino. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, experience the vibe at different places. But besides that, it's, you got dinner at this time. You got this pool party. You got this nightclub. You got to go to see these people before you know it. It's can't be away from everybody. It's boring. Yeah. Whereas like craps is dope. I, I recommend everybody play craps. So you have a group of friends go over there. It's the funnest game to play. Everyone's involved. It's similar to like roulette, mm-hmm. but roulette, I got a strict one hit and go, bro. That's it. I'm one spin. I bet the number 10 and then I'll bet whatever the table is betting. You know, I hate that guy that you're with, bro. That's like, Say you have $500 on red and I'm going to be over there and put $20 on black. <laughs> You're like, nah, I'm not going to do it, dude. Yeah. Even if I feel it, I was like, I'm going to chase it with Maddie because 
I'm gonna feel like an asshole. This kid just lost five hundred dollars, and I'm celebrating doubling up my twenty. It's like I, I, I got, don't like I don't like being around those people, bro. I got forty dollars. Have uh, yeah. have either of you guys? Uh, I know you've been in Vegas long enough now, and sounds like you come to Vegas quite a bit. Uh, have either either of you heard the soul scream? Mm. Like where somewhere you can literally hear someone's soul leave their body because they lost so much money. Like where you know that that hurt somebody. I mean, I've experienced it firsthand. Yeah, that's not good, man. And you, and you went back. Like, like, listen, I've heard someone like scream from like the inner part of their being. And it's like, they might've messed around, lost their house. Like, like literally messed it up. I don't yeah. know about the screaming, but I, I've seen people just have that look in them. where like, yo, you got banged up. this. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Hey, hey, listen, I've been there. It's happened to me too. I was just telling the guys before we started recording. Two weeks ago, bro, it's never happened to me in all the years I've been betting. I've never had a bad UFC and NFL week. It's usually if I do shitty in UFC or if like I lose a couple hundred dollars, like NFL will carry me, but maybe break me to even or, you know, as opposed to a minus 800 weekend, it's a minus 200 weekend, which I'll take, you know, in that scenario. Maddie, when I tell you, bro, week 13, I had like a come to Jesus moment. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this shit anymore, dude, because I got throttled in both the UFC and NFL. I went like one, we went one and four in Circa. We went like one and seven in, in plays that I gave out and like games I bet. I think I went like 0 oh and seven on anytime touchdowns. I'm talking about like guys weren't even getting red zone looks, like not even <laughs> close. And then UFC, I think it was... It was the Sean Brady card. The only bet I hit was Sean Brady money line and Sean Brady by submission. I really was just, I was like, yo, bro. Bro, I, I, know, I feel your pain because I got crushed that card. The only bet that saved me is I had the round three sub on Sean Brady. Nice. I sprinkled round two, three. So yeah, I, hit, yeah. I hit the round three one. I think it was like 16 to one. But I was getting crushed up until that point. And then that brought me like completely back. <laughs> Yo, and, and you, you put a lot of time and effort into your content. Cause I know like from talking to you and also seeing like, you'll do your like pre-shoots and then you'll be posting about like, Oh, about to record, about to do all this. And you know, you're in the content space too, bro. Like, and one of the reasons why I tail a lot of your picks or if I don't tail them, I'm like, all right, we're seeing eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Or, or there's been times where us two don't agree on a pick, which is going to happen. Yeah. And we'll kind of like piggyback off one another. It's so devastating when you put all that time in to the research and then mm-hmm. shit don't go your way. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, obviously you want to win money. You want to be doing well for your content. But like, also it's like, bro, I just spent like 20 hours on this shit and researching yeah. offensive line, defensive line matchups and how well a guy does in the second and third round of fights. And then when it doesn't go that way or when you're completely off, it's like, fuck, bro. Do you feel that way too? 100%. I mean, I spend... I start the beginning of the week with UFC. I spend the entire week on it. I have two shows every week and uh, it's just, it sucks, especially when like the fluke of shit ever happens. Like <laughs> guys come out and get starched in the first round, like after never mm. being finished and like just the craziest shit. And then the biggest thing that drives me crazy right now in the UFC, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but guys that go out there to just not get finished versus trying to come back and win when they're down. I had Sonia Dawn a couple weeks ago, round three, four, five finish. And Chris Gutierrez goes down in the fifth round. I don't know if he was like looking for an ankle and then he just lays on his back. And then he just in closed guard holding down Sonia Dawn against him because he didn't want to get finished. He had that streak where he's never been finished. And like the dude didn't even want to try to get up and try to, you know, come back. And then what happened uh, in, in the Colby Covington fight this weekend? You know, I have Leon Edwards inside the distance. I put a really big bet on it. 
And, you know, Colby just didn't want to get finished. He didn't care about winning. Like, he sold the fight, and, you know, I don't know if he had an injury or what the deal was, but I just feel like there's so many scenarios now in the UFC where these guys care less about winning and more about just making it the distance. And they're not they're not gambling late in fights to try to come back and get a finish and win because they're down so bad on the scorecards that the only way to win is get the finish. Mm. They're not like, like, like they're literally just laying on their back. They're not trying to you know, give up their back and maybe get submitted, but also there's a chance they can get back to the feet. Like they're doing nothing like, like in football there's a hail Mary, right? There's all these things like these te- these fighters are literally just like, okay, packing it in. I'm not getting finished. And from a betting standpoint, it sucks. Cause you bet on guys like you want, when you put a bet in, you're hoping both guys are going to try to win. Like they're going to give all their hundred percent effort to win the fight, no matter what. And man, that's frustrating. Dude. Perfect example. Also staying with this weekend was Roy Val. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Roy Val was the underdog. Roy Val is the type of fighter that I always describe as if he's an underdog, he's going to fight for your money. 100%. He's not going to do what Chris Gutierrez did where he's just yeah. going to lay down and hope to not get finished. Where, yo, dog. round five, he, he won round five and like he was trying, he was actively trying to put Pantoja away. Yeah. And to your point, those are the kind of fighters that I think become fan favorites because the fans realize it too. Those are the fighters that you gravitate to because you know they're going to fight until the end. They're not just going to be down and it's like, Say bro, it's, it's not like, my night. Yeah, it's not my night. Like, and like, yo, Leon's a prime example of that, dude. Like, Leon is... He's champion because of it. He's champion because of it because he easily could have just like <laughs> packed it up, bro. Because it was it was 4-0. It was 4-0 at that point. Like, yeah. That, that fight was, was fighting over. When he was fighting Usman, yeah. yeah. And, and it was cruising... Until that last minute where he throws a head kick. So, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, it's, it is pretty frustrating. I would say, like, to play devil's advocate, I think a lot of times why they do do that is, I don't know if fighters are delusional and maybe they, they don't think that they're down, right? Like, you have a guy like Colby, for example, who I think, I think the Colby Covington thing uh, ran its course. I think he pissed off a lot of people this week. Um, and there's a guy who has pissed off a lot of people throughout his career, but he pissed I, off his own fans. That's I, what I was going to say. Yeah, his I think own his, people his are own starting people, to lose. Yeah. They're turning their, their back on him. Um, I kind of like, I never wish injury on someone, but I hope a report comes out that he was hurt going into the fight to justify how he fought because it was weird. It was the same thing I yeah. said when Izzy fought Strickland, how I was hoping Izzy... Something was wrong. Yeah, like, you know, he had a, a, a torn calf or something just to justify it because it was so weird. Like, Covington... Antics aside, he was a really exciting fighter because he pushed the pace. Like, that was the big yep. advantage he had over Leon. And then, like, nothing, bro. There's two rounds, no takedown. Yeah, attacks. just, well, it, just it was, weird. There were some reports that actually the uh, the scuffle with Masvidal, when Masvidal, like, ran up on him in Miami, actually may have caused a brain injury. Mm. And so that's kind of been out there. I've been seeing that over the last couple of days. Well, I also think that's why he got the title shot. Because he dropped the charges. With yeah, Jorge. I've heard a lot of things on that. And yeah. I think the brain injury oh, thing was more, to me, the brain, and I don't know any of this for sure, but my my gut says the brain injury thing was just, you know, just trying to gain leverage on a lawsuit, you know, and he's just trying to get as much money from it as possible. And the attorney doing attorney things. Mm. I mean, do you really think a professional fighter just gets a quick brain injury from that scuffle? Like, uh, well, well, no. I mean, it was it was supposedly a sucker punch or didn't see it coming and that's like, because he was hurt. That's true. He yeah. was hurt and then Jorge wasn't hurt. Yeah. So it's like, somebody got snuffed. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Saying? Yeah. And if, and if Masvidal, especially bare fist, sees you and you don't see him and he runs yeah. up on you and does mm. something, 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like, it, yeah, it could have been a little bit mm-hmm. more than we think. So, because uh, it was however many months was it, eighteen months or yeah, nineteen months off. Like, it was it was some time. So, when I when I read that, I was like, wow, that's that's actually that's interesting. But I did not hear the uh, the um, the the title shot angle because this is his third shot and he's looked yeah bad so- for the most part outside of the the second one with Usman. So, like, I've heard that people have said that, like, Dana gave him the title shot to drop the lawsuit or settle the lawsuit with Masvidal. I guess that's the rumor out there. But look at Shavkat this past weekend. My boy. He's, he's injured. He's got the ankle injury. I wish I would have known about that before I take him by knockout at three to one. <laughs> I was like, dude, I love that bet so much because Wonderboy actually has really underrated takedown defense and grappling defense on the ground and, like, like defending against those submissions. So I was like, okay, Shavkat's striking looks super good. He could get it on the feet. And even if he doesn't get it on the feet, he can get the takedown. Wonderboy can shell up defending those submissions. And then he can just get ground and pounded and get a TKO. So I was like, I'm getting three to one on a minus 670 favorite on the KO prop. I absolutely loved it. It was one of my favorite plays on the card, just from a pure value standpoint. And then he just comes out that injury, doesn't even throw a strike, just grapples the whole time. And he eventually found the sub. But Shavkat's the real deal, man. He's good. Shavkat is the real deal, and that is future champ. I've been calling him future champ. Bro, for, me and you both. Dude, for a while now, bro, for a while. Just because, again, now he's 18-0, and 0, mm-hmm. and I've never seen a more balanced fighter in the sense of how he's finishing people. Mm-hmm. It's usually just, you're a knockout guy, you're 18-0, and 0, maybe you're 15 by knockout, 3 by submission. Mm-hmm. Or if the other way around, you're this all-world jujitsu guy, Maybe it's 16 by submission and two by knockout. This guy is like. I think it's 10 and 8 now. 10 and 8 now. Whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. But you know what? It was 9 and 8. And that's why I was like, it's going to be 9 and 9. Here comes a knockout. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, God damn it, man. I was so pissed off about it. But no, he is legit. I mean, I made a video like two years ago, I think it was. And I was like, give me Shavkat over uh, Hamza at a pick em. Mm, Yeah. I got fried. But I think he's a favorite now in that fight. Yeah. I, I, I think odds makers make him a favorite. I think a year or two ago, he's like a two to one dog, but I think now he's a favorite in that fight. He finishes everyone. Yeah. Well, well just, I mean, look, I, I think as far as that fight is concerned, what he does in terms of just being able to do anything. Um, I think when it comes down to, to Hamzat, we still, you know, when, when he gets taken into those troubled waters, he can, he can look a little bit more, look a little more human. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, um, yeah, that, that fight, man, that, that would be, that would be a great, that's, that's a, that's a main eventer right there. It definitely is. I'd love to see that fight. Oh, bro. Without a doubt. Like this guy is, nobody wants to smoke with him, bro. Yeah. Like I mean, Leon is even, yo, put it this way. Leon is even welcoming Bilal as his next opponent who he's been shitting on Bilal this whole time. <laughs> like, Hey man, I'm not fighting him. Like you saw what was happening, which is ironic because. My boy, Bully B, man. They, they've been messing with my man they Bilal have. for and, years. And it's so ironic that Leon is saying, yo, look how the first round went. How is it going to change for him when he literally got dominated for four rounds and then won in the fifth, right? So Bilal kind of pressed him on that saying like, bro, how are you going to say that of all people? Like, now you're the <laughs> champion because yeah. you weathered whatever storm it was and you had your moment. So like you're never really out of the fight. And I'm saying all this because when they asked Leon about who's potentially next, he said, he said, Bilal kind of deserves a title shot now, which was not the case not too long ago. That's because Shavkat is lurking, bro. Like, that's the champ at 170. 
there's some places that offer like who's going to have the belt come right. so and so. Oh, wow. And I couldn't find that out here, man, because I wanted to make that bet last year. I was like, Yo, you're looking at the landscape of 170 and then especially when Tremayev got bumped up and, you know, how many times are they going to run it back with Usman? And I was like, yo, Shavkat was like number 10 in the rankings. Like, that's that's the guy, bro. Yeah. It's so hard. I don't know what it is, but in Vegas, man, it's so hard to get good bets in on the UFC. Like, I can't even find any of these books offer inside the distance props. Like, it's like exact outcome, submission, or knockout. There's like only one, one book out here, and it's one of, like, the local books. Yeah. Boyd. Boyd Sports. They're kind of not not offshore. They're uh, Boyd Gaming, right? Yeah, they're they're a local book. Like, they're not on the strip. And that was the one that I uh, I hit you up on Twitter. I was like, bro, text me. Like, you know, I'll be able to find these for you. Yeah. And it's my biggest complaint about Vegas. I would have lost either way because I had, I, I had, so here's the crazy thing, right? The last two weeks, I was like, I'm going to land in Vegas. The first thing I'm doing, I'm going to the sports book. I'm putting 10 grand on Leon Edwards' money line. I was like, I'm not talking myself out of it. He's won 13 fights in a row. Colby's been inactive. Everyone's on Colby. I was like, I'm not talking myself out of it. This is what I'm doing, right? Then Leon gets steamed. He goes from minus 120 to minus 160. So now I'm like, okay, I'm going to, it's just not as attractive to me anymore. Right. And so I still, in hindsight, I should have just put a little more on it to win 10K or something and just took Leon money line. And so then instead, I took a submission long shot on him, which he had two I know. crazy close attempts. I was freaking out, bro, at circa 2K to win 37K, Leon by sub. Oh my God. It was this close. Yeah, the ninja Twice. choke. That's called the ninja choke. It's and, one of my my favorite chokes to to make. It's like you don't need no nothing else. It's kind of like no arm in nothing. It's it's pretty deadly, and it happens a lot to wrestlers, which is how you catch them on the single. Like you get even dark side of that too, which is one of my favorites on wrestlers. Bro, I love taking these sub props he, against wrestlers. I he, had lo a he loves talking about submissions. Like he, <laughs> he gets he gets this little glint in his eye. It's like, I don't know if you catch it over there, but no, that's why he starts smiling at me because I'm like, best, I see it. I see it's, it, man. It's my I favorite it. shit. Subathon. I, I hit four of them. This the, year, uh, I, I will ask both of you guys, since you guys bet so much and you know so many of the folks out there bet as well, do you even consider yourself up or down or do you just have bankroll versus like living money? Like what do you, because you, you over here making $2,000 bets you, yeah. you you ain't playing around. You, you you taking these bets serious. Yeah, no, I mean I have a an individual bankroll for sports betting. So But you should, yeah. Yeah, you ha you you have to. I mean, like if you're a casual better, it's okay to like, you know, if you mix it and do whatever, but like I have to like set an, a separate account aside for like just sports betting and I try to like track everything and do it the right way. But yeah. I mean the swings in this sport are crazy, you know. Like I'm two seconds away from, you know, a seventeen to one cash. And then, you know, Colby rolls out of that sub. And then, like, like Ulan Bekov, like, I love, like you saying, I love betting these submission props against wrestlers. That was the one good bet I hit on the card this weekend. I had Ulan Bekov uh, by sub against Cody Durden and, uh, and that cash. But I love taking these, these sub props. But I want to ask your opinion on this because I really believe the best bet in MMA today, in general, just like in the NFL, it feels like the under, right? It's just the best bet. In the UFC, I think the best bet right now is the over. Like, just generally speaking, the over of the UFC is like the under of the NFL. And then I think the worst bet is the submission prop. Because every time you take a submission prop, the craziest shit happens. Like, <laughs> literally the craziest shit happens, bro. Like, a TKO happens because he gets out of it, he gets, and then you start elbowing on the ground. Or, you know, the, the time runs out at the end of the round. Just the craziest shit. So, I... 
the, the subathons, I know, like that has to take years off your life with the oh, stress dude. levels. The amount of times, bro. Listen, I'm a two stripe blue belt, and I do my thing in no gi, and you know, I've had I've had some really good moments, and I feel as for a hobbyist and someone that does a podcast for a living, I'm pretty good at jujitsu. Not say, Joe Rogan, but you're getting there. Yeah, I say all that to say there are many times when guys or girls have submissions on, and I'm like, that's like some one stripe white belt shit, bro. Like, get the sub. What I've been yeah. to. To your point, though, I think the I think the best bet is a bet that you've told me about betting the TKO on the submission guy you put me on to. And vice versa. And the other way the around. Submission on the TKO guy. Yeah, the club and sub or the guy that's so good on the ground, uh, they're avoiding the submission and then they and then they get the TKO. Or it's the other way around where like, you know, you're in mount, you're swinging away and they give up your back. And before you know it, it's like, oh, this guy gets a submission like yeah. Petrino uh, for fight week. Mm-hmm. He was 28 to one to win by sub. And then he was 80 to one by submission in the third round. Right. I remember someone like I saw this action network put up like someone threw $10 on it. And it was like his knockout prop was like minus 200. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the world of value is yeah. you do that. I mean, like I had Jordan Levitt by knockout. That was 17 to one. Paul Craig round two knockout 39 to one. Like you just never. It, I tailed that bet, bro. I yeah. remember that shit. I was but like, yo, just, next time you're in Vegas, I'm going to still owe you a beer because <laughs> we didn't link up this weekend. But I think the uh, the over is really interesting because you're right, especially especially sometimes when it's two like really high level guys. I, I think it's more so when it's main card or pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would agree with that. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it feels like those are way more calculated. Those are, they're avoiding risk. Whereas like sometimes on the prelim or, or the lighter divisions, there they come out swinging and firing and that's where you yeah. can get that but man i think i think overs are i'd rather take fight goes the distance as opposed to the over because the amount of times where like you know i'll take the i'll take the under on a fight yeah and then like i take fight doesn't go to distance and they'll get the stoppage with like a minute left but if you it's took the under you lost it yeah. and you're like fuck man you know like why yeah. not pay the extra 25 cents and in hindsight's 2020 though because uh, yeah, you, you know, look at it you're like damn two and a half minutes more like if it gets to the third round and there's two minutes left it's probably going the distance and then i'm telling you two cards in a row i had the the but the under two and a half or no no the over two and a half or wait the under two and a half and then there's a, a finish with like one or two minutes ago and it's just crazy when that happens bro have you ever tried to middle so uh, in other sports I do, um, I've done a lot of that, but not really in UFC. Yeah, it's pretty difficult. So like, it's basically saying like fight doesn't go the distance and then take over one and a half. Yeah, or <laughs> or like for, for main events and championship fights to take like over one and a half and then uh, under like three and a half and then hope there's a finish between like yeah. round two. Well, that would have been a good, I mean, it would have lost, but that would have been a, a good strategy in that in the co-main. Yeah. This past weekend, because you get over yeah. two and a half, fight doesn't get a distance. And then Roy Val almost got it done late. That would have been sick. Bro. I know. But to me, it's like I'd rather just take if if it's a three round fight and I'm gonna instead of middle, I'd rather I just love I love staggering my round props. Like if I think a guy's gonna win early, I want round one, two, those rounds, usually by exact outcome. Sometimes I'll just take the round prop, like to win in round one, to win in round two, or if I think someone's good late, round two, round three. That's what I love doing. Doesn't always work out. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, 
dude, I've pressed you about this too. I'm like, bro, just, you so just they, pay the yeah. Yo, he'll he'll uh, he'll say like, oh, this guy to win by submission round two and three, and then the guy will get a submission in round one. Mm-hmm. And like he don't even bet like just a submission, which will probably be like plus two ten, plus two thirty. But I get it though. Like you've kind of built your brand and reputation on these. Like I want the long shots. You want the crazy. I'm, I'm a yeah. junkie. I'm, and, I'm literally a junkie. And bro, look, you've done you've done pretty well with them, bro. <laughs> like that's how I first discovered you. You hit one which was wild. Like in like round four or some shit. It was wicked. Oh no, it was a uh, Fazeev. Was it a Fazeev and RDA? Didn't you have like round five? You probably remember. So I had so in the first Pereira. Izzy fight. That's what it was. I had Pereira round five at 30 to one. That's what it was. And he came out round four and just paced himself. You could tell he was coasting, trying to get his gas tank back. And then he comes out in round five and he just has that look. And you could just tell he's going to go for it. He got his cardio back. He's ready to go. He's down on the scorecards, probably 3-1. He comes out and finds it. And I was freaking, bro. I was, the 30 to one hit was a nice hit. Fuck yeah. But look, that's the thing though, is you can lose... I mean, you know, your subathon, what was it? You said 22 to win, 2,200? Yeah. It's 100 to one. And most betters that tail shit, they don't understand that you can literally lose 98 of those in a row, 99 of those in a row, and you hit one and you're profitable. So, like, people that tail my picks, like, I'm going to have some bad cards because, you know, and and people look at record. Like, I don't give a shit about my record in MMA. If I go, if I win two out of eight bets, I'm probably profitable. Right. Like I'm not betting money lines or minus one fifties, minus three hundreds. Like so like I'll go two and nine on a card. Like if I go one and ten, that's when I lose. Like this happened this weekend. Like I yeah. hit one bet. But there's my average bets like plus four hundred, plus three hundred. You know, I have like some like like I had the under two and a half in that Pontosia fight. I paid, I laid a little juice on that and I lost on that. That's like the heaviest chalk I'll go pretty much. And then there's the glint in his eye. See, that's that's I'm I'm seeing what bring what brings you guys joy. <laughs> Yeah, you you start talking about submissions and you 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 get this uh, this grin that goes. He starts talking about long shots and he's yep. like, "Yeah, you know." I'm like, "Ah, there it is. I found it." But dude, also <laughs> to to all that, right? And I, I think the one issue that I have with you that upsets me is how much you. Um, no, it's a good thing, bro. I'm trying to like look out for him. He's my guy, and I tell him too. I hit him up on the side. I'll be like, "Bro, <laughs> he he'll like repost like the trash talk that people will have towards." Him. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. dude, you don't know shit, yada, yada. And it's like, bro, you got to let that shit slide. But you're also petty, though. I feel well, like I also, I also do let 95% of it slide. I get so much of it yeah. that I do have to answer some. Not I don't have to answer some. I just right, prefer right, right. to. And then I also think it's funny content. Like, so many people love it. That's true. So I do a little it bit. It does of, make me laugh, too. I do yeah. a little bit of everything. Like, you won't believe when I post it on stories, I get, like, like 300 people messaging, like, laughing their ass off about it. So, like... I like to have fun with it too. And then there are times I get triggered like a hundred percent. I'll be bullshitting you if I said that's not true. But like what people don't understand is if you're telling my picks that I have a horrible card and then you're telling me I suck and all this shit, like I'm just as pissed off as them, if not 10 times more pissed. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not giving you guys picks and then and doing not something betting else. Them. Like yeah. I am betting a lot of money on yeah. these picks. I spend the entire week on it. I live for this shit every weekend. Like we're about to go four weeks in the UFC. I don't know what I'm going to do in my life, honestly, on weekends. Like NFL has not been good to me the last few weeks. I had a really good start to the season. Like the first seven, eight weeks I was crushing. I was up like 25 units or something. And then the last few weeks has been just brutal to me in NFL. So, but without NFL, without UFC, it's just like, it's just the weeks aren't the same. (laughs) You know, it's just my fate. I just don't think there's a better sport to bet on. You know, I just think it's one person versus another person. There's less variables. You know, you, you get to follow kind of their journey, their their fight camp, 
how they match up against each other, like yeah. NFL or NBA. Like it just doesn't do it for me. Like I've always loved that in NFL, but I'm, I don't dislike it. But when I started getting the UFC like four or five years ago, like nothing's been the same for me. I, all the other sports just don't compare. Yeah. Dude, couldn't agree with you more because I, I feel the same way. I really got into, I was always a fan of the UFC. And then when Jared Gordon, my buddy Jared, he got into the UFC, that's when we started watching everything. Like before that, we were watching just the pay-per-view. Dude, I just ran into him at LA Fitness the other day in Boca. Boca yeah. Yeah. yeah, he lives down there. I'm supposed to. Oh, yeah. I used to live in Boca. Okay, I live there now. I live you in, live in Boca? I live in Boca. My studio's in Delray, Delray Beach. Oh, oh, oh you mean real Boca. My bad. What'd you think? I, I thought he was talking about Boca Ratano on the strip. Oh. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. I'll, I'll ease out. I'll just, I'll, I'll excuse myself. You know, how, you know how you were talking about the glow on his face with the long shot parlays <laughs> and the submissions? It was, it was you the heard Boca. It was, like, the, oh, it was God, the stupidity. It was the stupidity for me. Okay. That's fair. I'll take that. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, right. once he got into the UFC, that's where we started watching every fight. You know, like we were doing scouting and it'd, it'd be funny. We'll hit him up and be like, yo, you got to watch out for this guy. He's like, Hey man, I appreciate it, but we got a whole team that kind of does that for me, just like sure. fucking around. <laughs> but then from there, from there, um, it but turned I, into something where you're right, man. There's so many different ways guys could win. Yeah. So many different ways that you could bet on it. You could find a great edge. Like you said before, like with Shafka, right? Mm -hmm. Something I always tell about people. I'm not putting minus 675 yeah. in a bet. Like I'm not laying the juice for that. It's not worth it. But by finish, he was minus 180. Yeah. By by knockout three to one by submission plus one twenty like that's how I would bet it and if he happens to win a decision so be it what eight times out of ten he wins by stoppage well in his case a hundred out of a hundred yeah. but if it happens it's just a bad beat but yeah. I'd rather I'd rather do that and try to find the value and try to find the edges especially yeah. when someone has such a big advantage somewhere I'd rather do that and if it goes the distance so be it it's just a battle well, yeah. imagine paying the minus six seventy. And then even after you win your bet, finding out that dude was injured going into the fight. That was a serious injury. You saw a picture of his ankle? Yeah. Like, oh, no, I didn't see that. He, Shavkat was hurt? Mm-hmm. It was like his ankle was like literally like a tennis ball. Oh, wow. Like, so he, that's why he, when, when, when he fought, he just went right in for the grappling. Yeah. Because you know? um, Shavkat likes to stand and bang for a bit. Like, he's not going to just like, I, I was expecting a, like an all-out war in that first round. I thought he was going to stand and bang with Wonderboy. And then next thing you know, it's just... Like I said, when Wonderboy, that first submission attempt, I thought it was over. I was like, oh, it's chalked. I was ready to rip my ticket up. And then Wonderboy survived. And I was like, all right, here comes the ground and pound. Here it comes. And then he just went for it again. And I was sick. <laughs> we were, uh, before, before you came back in, Nick, we were talking about uh, the, the best fight of the night was the one outside the cage. <laughs> My or, goodness, and and uh, and your boy had front row seats. Oh right? yeah, oh, well, no, not just Jamal. Yeah, also Monty, and I. So I'm like texting Monty, like, bro, chill. Why are you act like you've been there before? Like he was doing too much. So he was he was like fumbling for his phone, like trying to get an angle and record. I was like, <laughs> bro, like, like you know we can see you, dog. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it was hilarious when they showed them two sitting right next to each other. My friends and I, as we were watching, we were like, yo, who decided to put them there? Like, so stupid. And then you go to Twitter like five minutes later and it's like, when they showed the promo, Drekus and Strickland got into a fight. We're like, yeah, who, no shit. And then you watch the, the, the interview that Dana does after every event, which is one of my favorite things to watch. Like I always watch that shit. The post, the post pay-per-view interview that he mm -hmm. does, press, press conference. 
And he's like, what idiot decided to put them two next to each other? And he goes, this guy right here. Does Dana that dude? It's like, Dana, come on, bro. You're better than that. Like, what are we doing? Well, and look, and, this, and so I'll say this. The bad side of that was like if either of them was injured, mm. if if someone broke a hand or, right, right. or, or got gashed really bad, um, that was the bad side. The plus side is More people, yeah, people yeah, are yeah. not, you know, really buying Drikas like that. Yeah, I mean, Sean Strickland was going to be able to pull that car just because he has such a great following. But now that 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 card changes. It's completely different now. I feel I feel like, um, you know, that one will have a lot more juice. I was telling I was telling your guy that uh, that, you know, now that's 30 million dollars added to that to that card now just off of they can replay this a thousand times. And now the press conference becomes even more like Hostile. there's even more hostility. There's even more vitriol. Yeah. Like yeah. all of that, man. So, it, I mean, it was, it was stupid, but it was, it was, it was, it was moronically genius. I'll say that. Yeah. Duplessis. So I, when I met the Robert Whitaker Duplessis fight, I went to that fight live and I'll nice. tell you a story, basically what happened. So uh, Robert Whitaker money line is the last leg of my parlay on like two, three parlays. Then I had a huge bet on him inside the distance. And so I go to the fight. I hit all the legs on the parlay. And then Whitaker comes out and gets, you know, gets finished in the second round. So I'm down bad. I'm in, I'm uh, where was that? In Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. I was in Vegas. And yeah, obviously, cause I'm, I'm down bad. I'm, I'm, I'll never forget this. The next day I go to the Cosmo and I'm with my two buddies. We go to a bar, grab a drink. I grab my drink. I look to my right. Drink is Duplessis standing right next to me. <laughs> I'm like the guy that just cost me a ton of money standing right next to me. So then I meet him, introduce myself, told him what happened. Just, just, it was just funny. And I, and then I took a picture with him. I post it. Every troll in the world's like, oh, now you're a fanboy. Cause like they all tailed my picks, right? And they're all pissed. Oh. And they're like, oh, now you switching up. You're a fanboy, all this shit. And they start roasting me on social media. Um, but he was the nicest guy, nicest guy in the world, offered to take a picture, talk for a couple minutes. Uh, really good dude. But then I'm surprised because like I didn't see him stooping to like a lower level here. Like I get that these fighters want to sell the fight and 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 talk shit, but like you're talking you're telling Sean Strickland about his dad beating him growing up. Like you can just tell Sean Strickland that shit affected him. And that's what I want to ask you guys. Like, what's too far for you in your opinion? Cause we see all this this uh, shit right now with, tr with trash talking and you know obviously Colby Covington took it too yeah. far I think 99% of people would agree with that but it's getting crazy in uh, this sport right now I mean look uh, you know I think there's certain elements when we were talking before when we were talking about Izzy versus Duplessis you know what I mean talking about he's not a real African there's some truth there <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it, trash talk to a certain extent I think is always good. You know, obviously anytime it's black versus white or, or, you know, once you start changing nationalities, there's always going to be a little bit of gray there where it's like, Hey, yeah, I'm a little racial, but, um, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk about someone's trauma. You shouldn't, you know what I mean? That's like saying somebody was in the military and you know, Oh, you got shot at, or you got a bad leg or what? You know what I mean, I don't, if, if that happened, like things like that, you should never talk. You shouldn't bring those things into it. Mm -hmm. You can talk about everything else, but when you start talking about people's families or, you know, or their family history, that's, that's, that's too far in my opinion. Yeah. Unless you're funny. Connor did a lot of stuff that was like, Ooh, but it was funny. <laughs> like if you ain't funny and you just trying, eh, it comes off a little different. I think. 
man, I just think like family, religion, especially like the like the Muslim community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like nothing. Habib, would, yeah. Like that don't fly with them. It, is, it, is, it shouldn't just like no one would be like oh you're a bad Christian like yeah you know I mean like that's that's something that no one's throwing out there right. so why are you feeling like it's okay right. to throw it out about someone that's Muslim it's weird man it's a weird conversation because I feel as if there are certain lines to cross but then again it's also like subjective because one thing that I might say to you might not offend you as much as it offends him and then the other way around yeah, yeah, sure. you know like I mean using myself as an example I can't think of anything that like would trigger me that much. Really? Yeah. I'm the same way. I like, I'm, I'm also very like passive, you know? So yeah. I would probably be like, I right, bet, yo, when I see you Saturday, we're going to find out. Like what, like what Habib did, right? Yeah. Habib got on top of Connor. He's like, let's talk now. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> let's now. Talk now. He's, <laughs> yeah. Like that was, that's dope, right? Because when you do the cutoff of, and you put the promo package of Connor talking about his religion and his wife and his kids and all that stuff and his boy, like, uh, Ali Delaziz and all that and like yeah. his camp and then it cuts to it becomes funny then what you said about like the comedy because then it's like what's up brother let's yeah, talk yeah, now yeah, 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 he's yeah. fucking beating the shit out of him and then you get the Connor cut back where after I think round three he goes it's just business right it's just business and he's like nah bro it's not not this is you yeah, cross yeah. that line and yeah. I think family religion people's wives I think that's where it kind of crosses the line for me where I would be yeah. like it kind of makes sense. The stuff with Ian Gary's wife, that's crazy. Like, I've met his wife. Dude, She's Ian, really nice. Ian mm -hmm. Gary, like, it's crazy that he pulled out of that fight, too. And then if you go to his Instagram, even before this week, like, all the comments were taken out. Yeah. And yeah. and look, people, yo, there are people, right? Like, I always tell, this is also coming from the same guy that says Malice at the Palace is one of my favorite sporting events of all time. And I think it should be played back at every single sporting event. Like, yo, listen, some people, when you call them a bitch, or you punk ass bitch and all this shit and you bring up someone's wife, they're going to jump into the crowd and slap the shit out of you. Yeah. And there are some people that that shit don't fly with. Yeah. Like, it's not okay. It's not okay, man. Like, nah, yeah. it's, it's not. Steven Jackson, to this day, anytime I see him, we talk about that. <laughs> and the way he jumped in that stage, <laughs> like, when, like, that was when I knew he was a hood dude. <laughs> Cause he he wasn't getting in there playing games like you know like how some people like you throw a punch and it's more or less just to get somebody off you or whatever yeah. like he came in and like yeah. swung from from here and full on connected like oh yeah that's that's still he I mean for I think I think all NBA players all athletes in general enjoyed that one swing more than anybody else in history because that dude caught a lot of fury fuck yeah and rightfully so bro. Rightfully so. All right. I want to do a ad read quick before we move on and talk some NFL. Let me ask Maddie actually first before we get into the ad read, because I know I've asked you in the past, what's your uh, dream place to go visit if you had to pick one? Like for, for just to travel to? Yeah, vacation, a sporting event, a casino. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I guess sports, but like oh. Vegas, a USC fight, like. I'm not, a, I'm not big into traveling. I live in South Florida. I love chilling in Florida. And uh, I love going, like, I would rather watch an NFL game in HD in my studio than go to one, truthfully. Like, UFC, complete opposite. I love the energy. I love being at an arena, like, watching it. But... Maddie, you're ruining the ad route. Uh, what, oh, what, about, what, about, what about Monaco? Like, Monaco, maybe go to the, you know, Formula One in Monaco. They got, you know, really, really big time gambling there. <laughs> 
trying to help you out. Let's do it. Yeah. Monaco. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, Josh, for the save. I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Well, for those of you that do want to travel, unlike Maddie, check out Fly Me Out. They scout and curate trips to some of the world's most exciting locations. Those who join only need to purchase their slot and they take care of everything else from logistics to activities. It's a phenomenal way to network and meet the top achievers and innovators in various industries and in some cases, your industry. And for legends of the show that listen, do you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe? Let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bomb with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Download the app called Fly Me Out. You're going to use the code VM1 for expedited application review. And a couple of destinations will be fulfilling for a guy like Maddie who just wants to go and gamble and degen like the rest of us. They're coming out to Vegas. They'll be in Miami. They're going to Atlantic City. They're going to many places. And in some cases, you can actually coordinate where you would want to go if you become a leader in the tribe. The app is called Fly Me Out VM1 for expedited application review. I do like what he mentioned, though. I'm not a fan of going to football games in person. You crazy. I think the TV product is really dope. When you have like a man cave set up like he has, if you see his man cave, you'll be like, oh yeah, it makes sense, bro. You got mad TVs and shit and all that. I'll tell you the other side. Okay, tell me. <laughs> so the other side is this. You know when you're you know when you're at the stadium and you already and you really are following the game and you know what the flags are, like you know where the flag was thrown. Cause there's certain things, you know, when you're watching on TV, even though it's so dialed in, I can't see the whole field. So I don't know where this flag came out. You just see the, the, you know, the little yellow icon on the screen that says flag. And you're praying that maybe it was this on the other team or whatever. But when you're at the game and you know, you know football is like, that was in the area holding. That's in the secondary. That's over here. So you, like, if you're actually an educated fan, you can go to the game and be like, yo, like, I, like listen, there's nothing better. Uh, listen, I'm the American fan. There's, there's nothing better than going, period. Now, Granted, I have gone to thousands of games at this point, and I do like to experience a game a certain way. I'm not going to be upstairs. So for the fans that are upstairs, I feel bad for you, and I apologize, and I pray God blesses you and, and gets you downstairs. But for, you know what I mean? But like for me, I, I'd rather go. Like I wanted to go to the game yesterday. I'm, thank God I did not go because we played like absolute horseshit. But I did want to go. Rams minus six and a half, baby. Oh, you horrible, horrible, you know horrible. What I'm saying? That, that was one of my plays. <laughs> you scorpion woman. By the way, my, my birds are up 10 nothing right now. Yeah? Who scored a touchdown? Jalen Hurts, rushing touchdown. Jalen's playing? Yeah, he's he playing. got He's, he's got, going to uh, Michael Jordan flu game. Flu game? Does he, got, does <laughs> he have one of the gangrene 12s? <laughs> he, had, he was decked out all Jordan. I got, I got to see what shoes he has on because if I go in there and he's got some, some black and green uh, 12s on, I'll be like, he knew what time he it was. He knew what time it was, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was good work. Yo, Maddie, let me ask you something, man, because uh, I made this bet last week, and I made it only because the odds of it jumped out to me. It was on the last Monday show. Puka Nakua was 25-1 to 1 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He still is. I bet it today. Yeah, 20-1 uh, to 1 in some places, yeah. but 25-1, to 1, we could say consensus. Uh, CJ Stroud didn't play last week. They ended up winning anyway. He's like minus 10,000, right? So like $10,000 to win you 100. So it's basically a lock 
uh, CJ Stroud. Do you ever make bets because you feel like the line is just completely wrong? Like, I don't think the line should be what it is now. Because, like, what happens if CJ don't play again the rest of the year? Yeah. And, like, there is a path for Puka and the Rams to make the playoffs. And he already has over 1,000 yards, but, like, he could get 100 receptions, He's 1,300 got, he, yards. I believe he has 84 catches. The, the record is 104. Um, for rookies? Yeah, for, for the all-time rookie catch records, 104. Um, I don't think he gets to the rookie uh, receiving mark. Uh, just because he's still a couple hundred back and just the way things have been trending, he hasn't been getting hundred yard games. But if he can have like one more, you know, eight or nine reception game and he, but he does need some more touchdowns. He only has four. I talked about earlier on my show. He only has four touchdowns right now. Yeah. So if he can get maybe two, maybe three more touchdowns, he's definitely got a case for sure. I like, I like it. Especially. Just imagine if he if he can just have one like crazy game, yeah, like a hat yeah. trick, like yeah, like a hundred yards, three TD, like something crazy, yeah. And all of a sudden it's live, you know. So I think it's a good sprinkle. We actually, bro, we actually talked about this in the UFC. You remember on the last time I was here, you're like, you ever bet something that you think's gonna lose, but it's just a good number? Like I do that all the time on fighters. Yeah. Like you're just like, hey, there's no way Sean Strickland beats Israel Adesanya, but there's also no way he should be plus five hundred, and I bet Sean Strickland. And I didn't think it was going to win. I really didn't. But I was like, I'm taking it because there's no chance that Izzy should be minus 700 over this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I bet it. So I think it's the same concept just on a larger scale here with the odds. But I like it. And, I'm, and, I'm probably going to go put it in right when we get off the show. Also, also, you know, in respect to Sean Strickland, he had worked so hard to get to that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. sometimes, you know, there, there's still the human element of things where it's like, yeah, he might be outmanned, outmatched, whatever. But this is my man's life. Like, he's put everything into this moment. Never had a real look at it. Never really had a real shot. Yeah. It's, it's a good bet. That's and, a great bet. That's a good Izzy emotional on the, bet. Izzy, on the other hand, was coming off of fights where Alex Pereira was his entire world. And he got up for those fights. Yeah. And then he was fatigued. He had yeah. fought how many times in the last, like, two years? Yes. And then Sean Strickland, on the other hand, is just a gym rat. Like, he's just he's always there. grinding. Always. That's all he does. Yep. You know? And I just looked at it like, hey, it's a huge number. Crazier shit has happened. And I took him. <laughs> and look, wow. he's coming off five catches for 50 yards against the Commanders. And the rest of their schedule is they play the Saints on Thursday, which I think will be helpful because it'll be a primetime game. Yep. So if yep. he could go out there and get like six catches for 100 yards, uh, he's already top 10 all time in receiving yards for a rookie. He is uh, Jalen Waddle. Thank you. That's that's who bro, was that the guy was, that set the record 104 yeah. catches. Yeah. But like, yo, also I remember watching that. That was a lot of like Michael Thomas 2.0, a lot of slants and shit underneath yeah. that he was catching. But you know, to each his own how you're running your offense. I just made that bet and I feel really good about it, man. Like I think it's, I think he should have been like, Single digits, honestly. Like, so there's no other rookie I think is as good as him. Yeah. Is he the second favorite? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah he's and then you favorite. got like Jamar G Jameer Gibbs and you got Zay Flowers, but they're like in the 40s, 50 to 1. Yeah. No, it's definitely a two man race. Well, in, in both of them, I mean, you think of Gibbs. Gibbs had half the season where he did nothing, where he right. didn't even play. So it's like, you don't count. Right? Yeah. And you also, I, mean? I, I think if you look at it from, it, it is a production award. Like that's the one thing with like rookie of the year. And it doesn't really matter. Like Odell won rookie of the year and the Giants won four games. No, six games. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter team success, though it does help it. Like, bro, Cooper Cup wasn't there in the beginning. And this dude was catching 10, 11 passes. Yes. And getting all these targets. And now that team, I think, is a serious threat. Like, dude, one of my favorite bets of the year was 
the Rams plus seven and a half last week against Baltimore. I love that bet. Dude, if I have, if I have, this is almost, I I talk about this being like an auto play, right? Like a system bet, whatever you want to call it. But if I have a good offense with a really good quarterback getting seven and a half or more, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. That money line should have cashed too. I was on, I was on Rams and the money. I had the points, which we won that, but like they should have won that game too. And I think a a lot of that is because now they got Cooper Cup, they got Puka. Their right, defense, getting, their defense looks solid. Yeah. If if Akella Witherspoon could ever hold on to a pick, yeah, they could be very ben, dangerous. Ben, ben, but don't break. And Kieran Williams is a running back that they yeah. like to feed. And the a lot, tight a lot of ends, a lot of fumbles yesterday. Yeah, Demarcus uh, <laughs> Robinson too is like scoring touchdowns for yeah. them. Two two out. Well, like they got they got some pieces, y'all. Like I've been I've been talking about the Rams. Like, look, they got the they got the Saints this week, and then they go to the Giants, and then they close out against the Niners. Who knows if San Fran has already locked up the one seed? If they want to rest anybody, we don't know. And I just think that the path is there for Puka. And I think this team is going to be a problem, man, come playoff time. Like, yeah. there's going to be a team that you're an Eagles fan. If, if you got to play the Rams, I think there's a lot of other teams you would want to play. If we don't win our division, which I think we now much more likely. Yeah, you guys tonight. should probably yeah. be okay. Yeah. But if we didn't, I was like, I want to go to New Orleans. I think that's an easy game for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. You, you, guys know, are, so, you guys are beat up on, 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 but, the, on the Saints. Yeah, I sure. mean, look. I think Eagles or Niners, whoever wins the NFC, wins the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. I, I just know Dallas will blow it at some <laughs> point in the postseason. And I, I look at Dallas and the Ravens the same way. Yep. They can do well in the regular season. They can look great. But I just feel like they're going to blow it in the postseason. Who, who do you have in the uh, – I'll ask Nick this behind you. Who, who do you have uh, in, the, in the Super Bowl now? So preseason, I said Eagles-Dolphins. As of right now, I mean – as a biased Eagles fan, I want to say Eagles, but I think the Niners just having Brock Purdy on like a million dollar salary, I think is like a cheat code. You know, they have so much talent around him. So like gun to my head, I'd probably go 49ers. But I do think, you know, we could win at San Fran just like we could beat them at home. Yeah. Um, so in the AFC, I I still I still lean Kansas City. I know it's crazy because like they just feel like everyone feels like they've dropped off, but like I just like their defense and I feel like, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey and I just feel like they'll figure out a way to get it done in the postseason. I actually think they have a great chance of getting back to the Super Bowl just because like their defense is better than it usually is. Yeah. And they just have to figure it out offensively. The one challenge I do have with them is that you just don't feel the explosiveness out of them anymore. Yes. And that's why I love the under in their games. Like, cause they can move the ball, but they're not like, he's not throwing 80 yard bombs to Tyreek Hill anymore, you know, and then their defense is locking people up. So, yeah. Um, but I still think Kansas city, I, I know Baltimore is not going to make it. I know they're going to blow it. Yeah. Um, so I have to lean Kansas city. I think Miami's could do it. Um, it's tough though. What do you think? What do you think, Nick? No, no love for the seven, one, six in Buffalo, huh? <laughs> Is that is that who you got? You're you're riding with the Bills. Listen, yeah, man. You, you, I mean, I, know, I should have bet them Buffalo. a couple weeks ago. I did. Dear Buffalo. I did. did the Deer Buffalo. I got them fifty to one for the Super Bowl, twenty five to one for AFC, and I hedged it with them to make the playoffs at plus three twenty. It was before they played the Niners. What, are they like even money now? Yeah, make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, you're looking at their schedule. They got the Chargers this week. They got New England at home, oh, coming right. off R- a revenge loss to New England revenge yeah. game, and then they close out against Miami. They're gonna go three and zero. I think they're not losing out until they get to the Super Bowl. That's my that's my strongest stance. I think that, and this is a team that I was off on. Yeah. But again, going back to what you said, it's betting numbers, not teams. And you look at the path. You're like, yo, if they can get through this Niners game, 
Sorry, not the Niners. It was the Chiefs game. It was before the Chiefs game. Yes. Yeah. Um, I bet the Bengals before the Niners. That's why I have PTSD and I remember the Niners. Wait, did you take them before they beat the Chiefs? I made that bet before they, they played the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. You had to love that last play yeah. of the game. I had a two-unit oh. two play on the Chiefs and I was fuming. I almost broke my TV. I love that. You know why I love that even more? And he has his head over, his hand over his head because I tried to tell everybody. Yeah. As a New York Giants fan, I saw this guy. You're going into your season and he's your wide receiver one or two. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. The talent that you saw it in the Super Bowl, the talent, amazing. Mm -hmm. Game changer can alter the momentum in one play. However, <laughs> however, he'll have that one game where, dude, the year that Trayvon Diggs had all those interceptions, he went into Dallas and had him like in a blender. Mm -hmm. And he had like eight catches for like 110, 120 yards, whatever it was. The problem with him has been the problem with him from day one. He'll have that wild game, and then he'll miss six weeks. He'll miss seven weeks. It's, it's the no eyebrows, dog. It's, it's, it's the no I don't eyebrows. know what it is. Maybe it's the mixtape. You know, Young Joker was his rap name, yeah. his rap name. It might, it's something with him all the time. And I think to what you're saying with the Chiefs, the, the concern I have with them, even though their defense is better, I think if it's not Kelsey making plays, there's no one else that he, like Rice is coming along a lot. But I think that there's no one there that he could go to on like a third and seven other than Kelsey. And now what you're seeing teams do is, yo, we're putting three guys on Kelsey. Three guys, Miami yeah. did that when they played in Germany. Yeah. Dude, I remember the, the Chiefs got the ball back with like three minutes. I'm like, bro, there's no way Miami's getting this ball back again. Like no shot. Like the game is over. Ends up being like a third and seven. They dead ass put three guys on Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. And he just threw it away. It's like no one else could get open. No one else knows how to maneuver in that offense other than Kelsey. And it's always been the case. Like the reason why the Chiefs were so deadly all those years was because you couldn't stop both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then when both of them would have those hundred yard games, it's like, bro, you're going to lose by 20. Yeah. And I don't think Kansas City has that now. And I think, yo, if Buffalo does go on this run, James Cook might be like the, not the MVP of the team, but you know how like, Fans of teams will be like, yo, bro. That's my guy. But our, the most important guy on the team was so-and-so, right? <laughs> yeah. Like with the Giants fans in 2011, like Eli had eight fourth quarter comebacks that year. But like the guy was Victor Cruz. Yeah. It's like, yo, that was the Victor Cruz year. That's what it's known as. Like, it's like Eli Manning was the guy pulling the strings. And I could see James Cook being that guy. Dude, he's, he's like top five in the league in scrimmage yards. I had no idea until they were showing the graphic. Yesterday. Really? I never would have guessed. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. fair because there's, there's there's no narrative behind him. Yeah, uh, I mean, look for me. So that that's sorry, that's that's from the AFC and in the NFC. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, you still have to give if they answer. if if it's their best. The Niners' best is better than everybody, yes. and we've seen that. Yeah, and no one has more impressive wins this year than San Francisco. Yeah, I think yeah, I think whoever wins the NFC wins it. Yeah, the Chiefs. I just think. You're trusting the pedigree, which is not a bad... No, no. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say this. And look, my thing is this year has been so weird. You know what I mean? Like, because every... Because we've talked about talk of the town all season. Like, it was all oh, the talk of the town. And they immediately... You know who was the talk of the town last week? Who? Dallas. Yes, they were. Dude, they you're so the, right and, on that. And, and completely... I saw that clip you put out went crazy on that. Yeah. Because it's, it's the truth. And completely... It's the case, bro. Completely fell apart. Um, for me, I'm going Niners, Dolphins. But... Your bills in there. I look. I think the AFC. The AFC has a lot more storylines than I feel like the yeah. NFC does. The NFC. I don't think there's going to be too much surprise. 
Um, you know, obviously, you know, the Eagles haven't played great, but they have looked great in spurts. You yep. know what I mean? But they haven't, they haven't, this is not last year. Last year, the issue that I kept saying was they haven't been in any trouble. Like every game was, you know, we up 20, we up 15. Right. They never had to, they never had a pushback. And so it was like, wait till they get a pushback and then I'll see what they're really made of. They finally had to see it in the Super Bowl. Um, this year, they've been behind the whole year and then fighting back in games. So it's like, uh, once they get to the playoffs, I, they might mess around and lose early, personally. Um, but to your point, the Niners, the Niners look, you know, in the, in the uh, NFC, they look the best. In the AFC, look, the Bengals, man, don't sleep on those Bengals. Joe Burrow is still, listen, Joe Burrow is still out there. He's still out there to come back. The Bengals have figured out how to win. They like we we all dumped on them in the beginning of the season, and then we were like, you know what? This just might be how the Bengals play. Like they know who they are, they know who they have in their coach. Like it's more or less just getting everything on the rails and then proceeding from there. And and ever since Jamar Chase said he's always effing open, they haven't really looked bad. They've yeah. had may have lost a game or two here or there, but they've you know kind of figured it out. But um, I think I think it's gonna be Niners Dolphins, and pray God the Dolphins win. That's that's uh that's my take on it because I can't deal with Niner fans. I'm really hoping it's Eagles Dolphins. <laughs> Fair enough. I think Burrow's out for the year, bro. I think, think yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I thought he was. I thought he was possible to come back for the playoffs because I thought it was like a six week injury. Everything. I think that was Aaron Rodgers. Everything reported. <laughs> everything reported. He's uh, is that he's out for the year. Um, yeah. I wish that was the case because I had some Bengals futures that I took at really big yeah. numbers and they were my preseason bets. So that's like $900 out the window because <laughs> I ain't getting behind Jake Browning the way you are. He's solid, bro. I, he is. I, and you know what? Like, you know, all jokes aside, he does have a lot of talent on that team too. Right. So if you're going to step into any situation, it's a great one to step into. One to step into. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to the last thing I wanted to ask you because you wanted to buy that Futures ticket on Brock Purdy for MVP. Shooting myself today about it, bro. I've been texting my buddy Gino because we we were about to go. What was it? Forty thousand. It was forty thousand. We the guy wanted. We were gonna go twenty twenty on it, and now he it wants was, ninety. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's still a good buy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it personally. Right. But from an EV perspective, I think it's minus. It's what's it? What's it pay? Two hundred. Two hundred k. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you go bet ninety on a, if you go bet. You'd have to bet a hundred and change on a sports book to come out with two hundred, right? Because I think it's like minus one ten now. So what we're talking about is a guy before the season started put Brock Purdy for MVP at a hundred to one. He put two thousand dollars on it to win two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my Jesus! And there's a there's a thing called prop swap, which if you have, I think it's only tickets, right? Can't be online stuff. Yeah, it's like future tickets mainly. Right, but I'm saying like it can't be like if I have, if I had Brock Purdy on my phone, I don't know if that would work. I think it has to be a hard copy. Well, like I think it has to be like a legit sports book. Ticket. But I think if it's on a. Right. I don't think it's a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that answer too, but. <laughs> but um, I would imagine if you bet on like, you know, if you bet on an app. At like here at Circa or wherever, like I assume they can still buy that, but mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know that answer, but what Prop Swap does is like if you have a ticket, right? Like this guy has a ticket and he was offering for people to buy it. So he wanted like a month ago, was it right? About a month ago, oh. he offered for $40,000, you could buy this ticket that potentially might get you 200000 Got it. Or he could go out and blow his hamstring and then you're out for $40,000, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is also. Yeah, possibility. Now the guy 
got offered $90,000. Yes, he did. So someone offered him or he's yeah. asking for it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Better with this ticket just got offered 90 k on prop swap and he turned it down because now he's a two to one favorite to win MVP. Is he two to one or minus 110? Minus 190, minus oh, 200. Wow. Yeah. So 90 is a terrible number then. Yeah. Terrible number. So my question to you guys, he's the MVP favorite right now. Though I still don't agree. I think McCaffrey is the MVP of that team. Yeah. Um, I'm also holding up 50 to one on McCaffrey. So I'm hoping that that's the case. (laughs) And I like that Brock gave the co-sign that like, yo, it should be He's the better, he's the better player. He's the better player, right? Okay. My question to you is, I think this is the greatest contract any team has ever had on their books in the history of the sport. He is making Brock Purdy, that is, $890,000 this year. Yeah. There's a reason why Trent Williams, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, uh, Bosa, um, Warner are all paid like top three salary at their position. It's a cheat code. It's a cheat code. That's why I'm scared for my Eagles because I, I'm, I'm a realist. Like, I see that's a cheat code. There is not a better contract than his in the sense of what he's able to do for this team. And guess what? If you're pissed off at the Niners this year, it's probably going to be the same case next year and the year after that. Because until 2025, his base salary and cap hit is going to jump up to a staggering <laughs> $1.1 million. Yeah, but they've they got to win the Super Bowl this year. His agent's going to be knocking on the door. You want, you want to know who's better? Sure. What's better? Thomas Brady. Thomas Three, Brady? 372 when they won the title. 372,000 he was making? 372. What year was that? Yo. 2001. That's Three, probably around the same with inflation, right? <laughs> 300. This was during the Bush years. You're right. Yeah. That, Yo. that might be fair. That 372 might have traveled a little yeah. bit. How crazy is that though, bro? To find like, a talent like that or even Brock right like say what you want about him I think it's a really cool story that he's from Mr. Irrelevant to now MVP two MVP. years two years that's and dude we, we can't know, say we've seen that so yo one of my buddies hit me up and he fried me because for like seven for the entirety of doing veterans minimum I've always said like yo there's something about the second year for a quarterback that I want to always bet on the guy in the second year like I can mm-hmm. tell you now guaranteed and remember this clip the most heavily wagered guy to win MVP next year is going to be CJ Stroud. Right. Like 100%. He, he already was like creeping in the MVP race around week eight. Yeah. And then year two and, yo, the Texans are the team to watch because it's always going to happen, right? So like, he'll probably be like 15th to one that win MVP and you'll be like, nah, I can't make that. Bet. But it's just <laughs> that it's the second year. And this is Brock Purdy year two. My friend was like, bro, why didn't we bet it? He's like, you literally always talk about that. And we've bet some worse guys. Like we've bet we bet Zach Wilson in year two. We bet Justin Fields in year two. Like, we're always betting guys in year two because Mahomes won it in year two. Lamar won it in year two. Carson Wentz was in year two. He didn't win MVP because he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, but but he, he was, was like minus 400 before that Rams game. I talk about that shit all the time. Yeah. And I just think Brock Purdy, man, like the way he's playing. How'd you miss that one? Wait, was Jalen was Jalen year two or year three when? No, it was year three. Year three year because three. I had him. I had, so I had. I had Eagles Super Bowl and Jalen, twenty to one and twenty five to one. 
Patrick Mahomes costing both those tickets. Because because remember, year one, year one, he had just kind of he was kind of in and out right, with right. Carson Wentz. Year two was when they were like just run the ball. Yeah, there was no throwing. Year three, but it was basically when, like his year two kind yeah. of yeah. you know. So yes, that, yeah, his, it was his second year starting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it fits the narrative. So he was you, right there. Do you think you think he's the MVP? Jalen or Brock? Brock. I think he'll win it. I don't think he is that. I don't think he's the most valuable player to his team. But yeah. the reality is, is the most valuable player to their team doesn't always win it. It's usually like the best, one of the best players on the best teams yeah. that wins it. But I don't think he should be. But no, I do think he'll win it because that's why I. That's why I told Gino last week. I was like, dude, we need to buy this ticket. Like, and we're like literally texting all day about it. Like, I can't believe we didn't buy it. I wish. I wish it wasn't like that. I wish it wasn't just. Oh, we're the number one seed, and so this guy's getting the MVP. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's so rare when you get a Russell Russell Westbrook that gets the MVP as yeah. the eighth seed. You know what I mean? But it's like more 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 likely than not, this one person is the reason this team has any success at all. You know what I mean? If, Versus if you look at it like that, who's your MVP? Oof, I think it's like Josh Allen. Like I think it's Josh Allen or. Jo- well, so Josh to me has been too up down a lot. His his elite has been elite, but then yeah. he's had some stinkers where it's like. Geez. But how bad would that Bills team be if he wasn't on the team? Like, yeah. No, very fair, very that, fair. That's what you have to ask yourself when you're actually saying like who's MVP of the league. Yeah. It's like if you take that player out and put an average player at that position, what's the difference? What's what's the wins above replacement? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, to defend Brock though, he's second in the league in passing, leads the league in touchdowns, only has seven interceptions. He's gonna get it. Yeah, highest quarterback completion rating. The team is good. Yeah. Um, I also think like it's a cool story, bro. Like the narrative goes into it a lot, right? Like the reason why Russ won the MVP that year with the Thunder was because it was the first year that Durant left and he averaged a triple double. Yeah. And he carried that team, which he did. But he wasn't the MVP. It was James Harden. Should have been, at least. I was biased. I was holding up 15 (laughs) to 1 on James Harden. I'll never forget that. Die on that hill. But I think it's a dope story, like the narrative, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Takes over the team. Like, we didn't even know he was going to be the starter, bro. Right, like, right. the beginning of the year, was Sam Darnold, maybe. Trey Lance was still on the team. He was coming back from injury. And then his numbers are up to par, too. So, it's not just that. We can't just look at it it's like not just he's, the wins. He's, yeah, like he's, he's contributing, the guy, yeah. too. And, like, yo, bro, there was a couple times this year, the many times this year, where, like, I think he's number one in the league and throws twenty yards down the field. No, and you ain't a game manager. Yeah, you've you've mentioned and, that many and, times. And like, yo, there there's throws that he's making this year that he just wasn't making last year. And I think it's because he knows that the team is his. And you probably saw it with Jalen too, bro. Yeah. Like when they turn the reins to the quarterback, it's like, yo, you don't gotta worry about Carson Wentz or whoever's back there. This is your team. You have a little bit more leeway to make mistakes. It's what the Jets should have done with Wilson. Like the dumbest thing ever was Benching him and then going back to him. Like, yeah. just make him your guy. Just make him your guy, ride it out, and then whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Well, because it, it, my thing is, especially in football, is we know what you are now. Like, we can't, you know, we can't say that we did it half-heartedly. We, we gave you every opportunity to show us what you got. You didn't show much. You, there's the door. But when you keep, ah, we don't know, ah, okay, it, it, it ends up set. It, it not only does it fracture your fan base, it fractures the locker room, but it also leaves you in a situation where you don't really know. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that situation with Zach Wilson was frustrating. Well, we need to wrap up. Uh, Maddie, it was dope having you on, man. Anytime we're in Vegas, we got to do this. Um, hopefully next time we'll be able to coordinate to get you on like a preview show and then we do a fall, a yeah, fallout sure. or whatever. 
But uh, before we let Maddie go, I want to let everyone know that we have Kenny joining the show. And we will, for next week, we're going to have a couple of interesting episodes, year in review episode that is going to go up. So I'm excited for that. That'll be up on Patreon later this week. So patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Before we continue with the show, though, Maddie, let the people know where they can find you and all the dope shit that you're working on. Yeah, it's just Maddie Betts pretty much everywhere. So it's M-A-T-T-Y-B-E-T-S-S, two S's, um, pretty much everywhere. X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, and yeah, I just do I do UFC, NFL, NBA. I do a lot of player props and picks and just uh, gambling content in general. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get Kenny Betts Big to join us, let's do a roll call for the Patreon. Mahul Patel, Abel Rezin, Ben Kotsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, and Thomas Robinson. We are at 82 Patreon members. That's patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Get access to the Discord. Get access to the betting picks, giveaways, shout outs, tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my, you get it all on the Patreon. And once again, that's patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Joining me now, my dog, KBB, Kenny Betts Big, calling in. What's good, bro? What's up, man? Happy to be back on the show. Uh, what's good, Josh? Ready to uh, get the people some winners. If you gave them the bills last week, though, that was an easy one. I was texting you during the game yesterday. Bills was definitely a home run spot. It felt like a classic Dallas Cowboys letdown. A lot of smoke being blown up the asshole of the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. It just felt it felt like the spot, Josh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It it was typical Dallas of what we've been accustomed to the last couple of years. I've been a grade A hater per many people because I'm a New York Giants fan and they've beaten us, I think, 12 straight times. But also there's a lot of truth to what I'm saying. Come January, come big spots, they tend to lay an egg, especially when they're not in Dallas at Jerry World. They're not the same team. And to me, Kenny, going into that game last week, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but we spoke on the, the show when I was doing the breakdown for the show earlier last week, how minus two, there's no way I'm not taking Buffalo. They're more desperate than Dallas was going into that game. And if Dallas won that game, I would have been like, yo, you know what? This ain't the same old Dallas because yep. they went in there and they took care of business, but they didn't. So same old Dallas, same old Dallas, man. Kenny, is that how you feel? Are you echoing the same sentiment or what? 
No, yeah, absolutely. Had they got had they won that game yesterday, you're right. The whole season outlook for them changes, right? Like you come playoff time, they're not going into Philly and beating the Eagles. They're not beating the 49ers in San Fran. So you kind of look at this Dallas team and they're kind of in the same position they've been in uh, for as long as I can remember, you know, where they're just going to either miss the playoffs or get into the playoffs. Maybe they win a game or they're out early. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think Dallas is a legit contender um, to, to win it all this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, just like you said, um, the Cowboys are always going to be the Cowboys. We, we can expect that ever since, I'd say, the Romo years. You know what I mean? Prior to that, when it was uh, Quincy and all that good stuff, they weren't a good team. But since Romo, they've, been, they've had a good team, and it's this time of year, they always start to lay an egg when it comes down to it. And uh, to your point, if they would have won, uh, won yesterday, they would have been putting themselves in position to win the division. Now they're still a game behind. Um, in Buffalo, you know, Buffalo has been up down a lot this season, but that was a big spot for them as well. That was a, that was a huge game for them. They couldn't allow Dallas to come in there and beat them. So it was an easy, that's an easy pick. Yeah. And they got the ground game going. They got the ground game going. Yeah. James Uh, Cook. Josh Allen didn't even play that well. And they still dominated both sides of the ball too. Um, Dallas got a couple calls their way also. Like there was some, you know, late hits and the one play on Tyler Rapp, which, you know, the quarterback comes in sliding, but it's weird because, like, bro, you have such a split second to make a yeah. decision. And then they got the penalty there, too. But it's just weird, man. When they're not in Dallas, they're a completely different team. And it looks like the path is going to have to be going on the road again. And they're, not road, they're not road warriors. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's just not the case for them. Like you said, they're not going to go into Philly. They're not going to go into San Fran. Now, if it was the other way around and those teams have to go into Dallas, I think it's a completely com- different conversation. But it's not. Yeah. So... Pack it up. <laughs> Pack it up early, bro. Cancun on three. Yeah, and this is another big week, right? Now they have to go to Miami where, you know, Miami kind of needs this game. Uh, they've been shrugging a little bit. And, yeah, I mean, we, we've heard it all season, right? The, the, the Dolphins haven't beaten anyone with a winning record, so now they kind of have a chance to kind of prove it. Um, the Cowboys have struggled on the road against the elite teams. Now they have a chance to prove it. So um, it's an interesting test this week, too, with Cowboys-Dolphins. I want to quickly go over the picks that we put in Circa, or I should say what I decided to put in Circa. Um, Kenny had a really busy week last week. That's why he couldn't come on the show. But Kenny, we did Giants plus six, Texans plus three, Bills minus two, Rams minus six and a half. And then I don't think I'm ever going to learn my lesson, bro. Once again, Lamar got me. I think the Jaguars (laughs) plus three. Um, That's Kenny's boy. I know if I would have consulted with Kenny, we would have not taken that one. Maybe pass or take the Ravens. But look at the Jaguars, man. This team, bro. Kenny, uh, I bitched and moaned about them a couple weeks ago, right before they played San Fran. And uh, actually, not bitch and moan. Kind of, Josh, what I was talking about was, yo, no one takes them seriously. At the time, they were the one seed. Yeah. They were the one seed. It's like, ah, it's Kansas City, the Ravens, and Miami. It's like, yo, what about the Jaguars? Yo, it's Kansas City, (laughs) Miami, and the Ravens. And they play San Fran and get their shit punched in. And that's what's happened. Every time they've played a good team this year, they just don't look good. They, and, and yo, also when they play anybody, they don't really look that good. Like they struggle to beat like the shit teams too. They, they surprise, I mean, they've surprised you a few times this year, uh, you know, but I swear every time they surprise me, it's whenever Trevor Lawrence isn't in my fantasy team. Like any week I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna give him a week off because he ain't look good. 
then he'll go ahead and go give me 400 yards and three touchdowns. Like, seriously, bro? They, For real? They just need to... Ken, Kenny and I were hammering them when they were playing overseas in London. They just that's, gotta, what, that's the spot for them. They got to stay out there, bro, because they, they did really well for us, Kenny, when they were out there. But this week, um, I felt like it was a good spot for them on prime time. I, dude, I don't know if the kicker was point shaving. I know I've been accusing a lot of people of point shaving lately, and these are serious allegations. I'm being very funny when I'm saying this. Don't take this too seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, these are serious a- accusations. The other hand, some of these quarterbacks in the NFC South, bro. Once again, Desmond Ritter yesterday, I got a DM from someone. It's like, yo, bro, I thought that was the most asinine take from you when you were claiming that he might be point shaving, but it gets harder and harder to defend him every week. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond, Desmond Ritter I mean, yeah, is like Paul Crew. I was going to say, look at Lawrence yesterday. He's running with the ball, right? There's no one even near him. He just drops the ball. Like, dude, what are we doing out there? We're in that fucking NFL, you know? Yo, and then the kicker, too, missing, like, kind of layup kicks. You know, I was a, hey, I was a stud kicker, bro. I didn't miss under 40. Oh, what do you, what do you mean? You were a kicker in, in high school? Bro, I did everything, dude. I'm an athlete. I keep telling you these things. And you look at the beer belly, which is not a beer belly. It's oh. a gas tank for ass whoopings. All right? And you just, you just, ha ha, and he, he, like you're doing now. Like, bro, I was a stud, dude. I yeah, no, no, but, but I got I got to see Nick. these numbers. We got you be telling yeah, me these yeah. things, but I, I got to I I feel I feel like we got some you know some two K All Stars going on over here. Sounds <laughs> like Skip Bayless version two. Nah, not Skip Bayless. Nick, are you pulling a Skip Bayless on us, bro? Nah, bro, I was a stud, dude. Nick, I, Nick, I, tapes, I, Nick, I gotta I gotta see Nick's uh, Nick's VC VC numbers. Uh, I feel, I feel I feel like he's been he's been using his virtual credits right now. Bro, y'all gonna learn, man. You're gonna find out the hard way. That's all right. But yo, this kicker. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. He's I mean, listen, you, you got one job. Just one. You don't have a whole lot of jobs. You just got one. Crazy. You gotta execute. I mean, listen, under under 40, you can't, that's your job. Once it gets past 40, we can start to ah, we wanna make that one. But like when it's 40, like, come on, you gotta do your job. That was always the hey, reason why. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kenny. I was gonna say, you, how you really think you could hit a forty yarder, bro? Kenny, how much money you want to throw up, bro? No, no, I was just gonna say, like, if you, how, all right. So, question, seriously, what's the furthest you think you could hit, honestly? Right now, I could probably hit from like forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah, bro. Okay. Okay. And hey, like look, one off or consistently? No, nah, consistently, bro. Okay, so out of 10 tries, how many do you think you're hitting from 40 plus? From 40 plus? Oh, 40 plus. Yeah. I mean, a 60 yarder could be from 40 plus. Like 40 yard field goal, I'll probably go eight of 10. Okay. We got to break right, so the cameras gonna, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. This week, you this is, this is the objective for this week. You're going to go out. You're going to film you kicking 10 40 yard field goals. 40 yards doesn't have to be further. If you hit eight out of 10, I'll put up $100 for one of the Patreon members to get like a Christmas gift for betting. If you don't, you have to put up $100. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go out there with him too, Kenny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we, we will film this unedited. There will be unedited yes. film. We need, a, we need a holder. That's all we need. Because I got, you, I got you, my kicking football you, too. We're, we're, you don't got one of them little T-stands? Well, nah, come on, man. What kind of kicker are you? Nah, nah. You're not, there's a problem with you. You don't know what you're talking about because kickers don't kick off a tee. Well, not not the T, the little the little thing that you know. What I mean, the little thing that kind of tilts oh, that holds and holds it. it. The little yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, I don't got that with me. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? 
We we could go to a high school and ask ask around. We all, you know, we all gotta make the we 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 could do this official. I ain't gonna be down there for you to kick me in the nuts like nah, <laughs> Charlie bro. Brown. No, no, no. You would never get you would never get hit. I actually I know what I'm doing. I'm telling you. No, was that your that was one of your positions in football? Yeah, I kicked and I was the quarterback. Oh, okay, that's I remember you said you were. Bro, the I was quarterback. A, I was a soccer player growing up. So like yes, I had that. Just, okay, yeah, that makes like yeah, no makes technique sense. or anything. I was just blasting field goals and all that. that. And sense. then when I went to college, I was kicking like legitimately. You kicked in college? Buffalo State, yeah, D3. Bro, you never said this. This These things- You don't ask, bro. You don't ask. It's like when I told you that I've been to you 10 Super Bowls, I'm not just going around Wait, telling people- in college? D3, bro, yeah. See? But is see- that, Ken, Is that fact? Yeah. Kenny didn't know this either. Don't make me Buffalo feel bad. Buffalo State. <laughs> Buffalo State. Yeah. What years? I'm looking- 2009. I was on the roster, bro. No, you know what? You know what? You might have said this because I think I told you um, one of my friends went to SUNY Cortland and that was out. <laughs> Dude, that there was, he is. That, that was out. That was out by there. Oh, yeah. shut up. Really? Let's go. <laughs> Look at me. Yo, give me the ISO on that. Oh, oh wait, no, wait, wait, It went away. It went away. It went away. Let's go. Dude, there he is. Come on, son. Oh, my God. Look at that stud. I was 180 pounds yeah. there. First oh, day I got- Number 11. Yeah, they gave me number eleven. I was tight, bro. But they're like, "Yo, dude, right. they're like, dude, you're the kicker. You can't be asking people." That's a good number. Gone. I always wore ten for everything. Well, I'm ten as well, but November is the month I was born, so eleven still oh, works. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean, so. my birthday's on the eleventh. Look at that. Oh, all right. Synergies. Yeah. But yo, Kenny, I could kick, bro. I know we got super side. All right. You know. Well, I'm impressed, man. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know you actually played collegiate sports. That's impressive. Whether it's D3, any level of college sports, like that's, it's impressive, you know? Thanks, man. That's like the nicest thing you've ever told me. <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to <laughs> pat your boys on the back, you know? It's like, we live in a world where like, for whatever reason, people don't want to shout their boys out and shit. That's true. Got to. Got Let's to. go, man. We, we are go. still going to take that bet though. That's eight out of 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's it, Nick. I want to see that this week. Eight out of 10. Yeah. All right. All right, you hey, tell me. Right. You tell me the day. I, you know, I can only do it before. You mean before one p.m. So you let me know when you're free. We can go out there in the morning. Fuck yeah. There's enough. There's enough. There's enough open fields. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's get back into this Monday winners, Kenny. Want to talk about the Monday winners? Is there a game on the menu right now sponsored by Wager Attack? If you want to take your game to the next level you're ready to take the sports betting game to the next level look no further than wager attack the ultimate online sports book for the true sports enthusiasts wager attack is where winners play and you legends can go there today use the code vm and i think they're in the holiday spirit bro because they are giving up to a 200 percent match deposit bonus for the holidays go and use the code vm when depositing for a 200 percent match deposit bonus. If you missed the opportunity a couple months ago when Kenny and I were begging you to go over there and deposit money when they were given the bonus, they are doing it once again. So head on over there, use the code VM and they will give you a 200% match deposit bonus. Kenny, with that all being said, give us a Monday winner, bro. So this one, we actually teed up pretty perfectly for me here. Uh, it's got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars um, coming off the primetime embarrassing loss to the Ravens. They're getting the Buccaneers in 
Tampa. So, I mean, I don't know how far Jacksonville is from Tampa, but they're both, they're both from Florida. So it's essentially uh, pretty similar to a home game for them. And I think the Jags, like you pretty much nailed it on the head, right? When the Jags play these mediocre teams, they look like an upper echelon team until they play an upper echelon team. And you quickly remember, oh, it's still the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we got Baker Mayfield coming off the perfect game in Lambeau, four touchdowns. We know that's not Baker's MO, so I think he'll have a little regression, and I think we'll see the Jags look like the team we saw from earlier in the season uh, before the 49ers kicked their teeth in. Um, so I love the Jaguars there on the money line, minus one, whatever you want to do. Oh, dude, you bring, uh, a thing we've always talked about in the past is depending on how you perceive the Jacksonville Jaguars or any team that gets embarrassed in a primetime spot, I always like to take them the next week, especially when you're looking at a team like Tampa, Baker, career high in touchdowns in a game, career high in passing yards. It's a big win for them in Lambeau. A lot of smoke being blown up the Green Bay Packers backside, and they go in there and they kind of thump them out. The game was never really in jeopardy for the Bucks, And the line on this one opened initially because you could do look-ahead lines, so you could see like right now what's going to be the line for week 18. Oh, 18 is a bad example because like usually – Week 17. A lot of week 17, yeah, because yeah. week 18, they'll not hang the lineup because, oh, is this guy going to play? Are they clean? Don't know. They, no matter what, the seven seed. So it's give or take if you can find those. But the look ahead on this one was the Jaguars minus four, now plus two. So that's a big swing for what we saw. And it's the Bucks getting all the hype with their win and Baker playing well. And then the Jaguars looking like shit on Sunday Night Football. So I kind of like that one, Kenny. Even though they're on the road, it's like, all right, how much of a home field advantage does Tampa have over everybody? And it's in Florida. Yeah. And I want to say that Tampa and Jacksonville is relatively close. It's not, it's, it's not. like four to 500 miles. Right. But it's yeah. not, but it's not like Tampa to Miami. That far? No, no. Well, Tampa to Miami is only like 150 miles. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not far. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, Tampa and Tampa and Miami are at the bottom of the state. Jacksonville's at the very top of the Panhandle, so you got to drive all the way through Florida to get to Tampa. Tampa to Jacksonville is 174 miles. Really? Yeah. How far? How far is it to? Uh, man, I was zooming through Florida. I understand. All right, fair enough. How, how far is it, uh, uh, Tampa to uh, Miami? 280. There's no way. Really. Yeah. Okay. On, Tampa. Tampa's further up the state than you I think, thought. You think the Google is gonna? No. No. Us? No. 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 I know. I know. <laughs> I know your job is to condemn anything I say, but it's all right. I, I trust Google. I trust Google. The it's Google okay. don't lie, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because I am the. I am the first. I'm googling it right now. <laughs> so I, when I lose, I immediately back up. Like, all right, that might sound like a mistake, but I'll I'll have to ride with it. Um, I guess uh, my thing with that game is that. As bad as we think Tampa has been, Tampa is seven and seven. Mm. They've had a solid season with, you know, replacing Tom and kind of all of that. We thought that they were going to fall by the wayside. No, granted, their division is trash. You know what I'm saying? But they have they have looked solid in spots. So um, especially coming off a win, uh, Jacksonville has been so Jekyll and Hyde all this season. Uh, that's that's a tough one for me. I'd probably I'd probably hold on. Hold off. What's a game that you like for this week? Uh, personally, similar to what you guys were talking about last week, I like the Bills. The Bills minus 11 versus the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers, no Justin Herbert, just getting thumped by the Raiders. Um, you know, fire, fire, firing Brandon Staley and their GM. Um, I think, you know, obviously that could, 
that could catapult them emotionally to performing well. But at the same time, I still think that uh, Buffalo, Buffalo still has, they still have a lot to prove and they need to be getting, uh, they need to really get the engine rolling. So that's, that's mine. He doesn't listen to the show, Nick. Uh, he doesn't know the trends in the NFL when you fire a coach. Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know if I would take that one. Listen, I hope Buffalo wins and I hope they continue to win because, you yeah. know, dear Buffalo video, 2-0 and since I shot it. Those futures look really good, even though I trashed them for six months going into the year. Now I'm all in, baby. Shout out to the 716. You know, the boys <laughs> back on board. But I do think 11 points is a lot. I think it'll probably move away from that. It'll probably get to 12, maybe even 13 more people because people are going to feel the same way you do, right? They look shitty without Herbert. They got a new coach. A lot of momentum with Buffalo. I, I could just see this being a, just a weird game, you know, even though there's probably going to be 80% Bills fans in, in SoFi. That too. I just think that that's one that I would probably stay away from. Um, Can't just, you see in that game, right, when you, when you see all the the trends over the last few seasons of mm -hmm. how teams, when they fire the coach in season, how they typically perform that following week. This out of all of those, when you look at all of those teams that where they fire the coach, they won the following week, this spot for the chargers more than any, I feel like the players are going to come into this game saying, dude, Staley's been getting all the shit. These last few seasons, we have all these, this talent on the field. If we, we got to put it together, this game, um, and 11 points, like you said, if that gets up to 13 points, man, I, I actually really like the Chargers there. Yeah. And if there was ever a scenario where a team wants to rally behind to prove that it was the coach's fault, I think it would be this one for sure, like Kenny was saying. Yep. Uh, a game that I really like, man, and I usually, I usually wait until after this show, Kenny, to make the bet, but I've already jumped on it, man. And uh, even though they haven't played yet, I just know anytime the Giants go into Philly, it's not a good time. I think the passing Paisan is going to get a reality check. I think this game screams eight sacks, nine turnovers for the Giants. And right now, the Eagles are 10.5-point favorites. I said in the offseason, fucking NFL ruined Christmas for me, bro. And I'm in the Christmas spirit, as you can see. You know what I'm saying? I got the hat and all that. but. I got to watch the Eagles play at home. They couldn't even let them play in MetLife. It's at home. They're 10-point favorites. I think the Eagles win by 30 again because that's always what happens when they play in Philly. And I don't know what's happening on Monday Night Football at the time they were recording this. The game hasn't started yet where the Eagles are going into Seattle. I just know, Josh, I shot the video and I said, yo, the NFL ruined Christmas for the boy. And uh, I got to come, come back to it, man. Yeah, but not in particular. They're going to ruin Christmas because... I got to see my team get throttled. Hey, well, don't feel bad because the NFL ruins my Thanksgiving half the time whenever the, my team plays the Cowboys on yeah. Thanksgiving. Just the one time with RG3. That was a, that was a beautiful, beautiful year. Yeah. 2012. That was good. <laughs> it's been 11, it's been 11 years, bro. It's been 11 it's been years. Kenny, how do, you, how do you feel about that one, man? The Eagles with the big number. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, I think you're, you actually put me onto this last year where <clears> – <throat> The Giants, what, how many games has it been since they've won in Philly? So, yeah, uh, the Eagles, at this point, they have to win out. So they have to win the game, right? If they win out, they win the division. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I love that spot for Philly. I, you know, I may, it may be the only one in, on this side, but the Ravens against the Niners, that's a Lamar Jackson MVP game right there. 
he's going to go absolutely crazy and he's going to win the MVP in that game. And uh, everyone's opinion on the Ravens is going to be right there. Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust, baby. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've been saying it since before the season. The Ra- I have tickets from before the season, the Ravens, man. That's my, I got Lamar MVP tickets, Lamar Super Bowl tickets. Um, yeah, I, I'm super high on the Ravens. You look at how they just beat a Jacksonville Jaguars team where I know we were kind of ragging on them. The Jaguars are a very good football team. They beat them with an terrible offensive game out of Lamar, right? Like the offense didn't – they put up, what, 23 points? But the yeah. defense really kind of uh, really won them that game. If the Ravens' offense plays the, to the level they're capable of with all the weapons around Lamar Jackson, they're unstoppable out there, 100%. Uh, I guess I guess my only, uh, my only retort to that is just – the loss of Mark Andrews, you know, Odell has yep. been looking better lately. Isaiah likely is is likely to keep catching balls. <laughs> um, but uh, but Mark Andrews going down, having injuries in that secondary. Um, the uh, the running back, I forget the running back's name that looked like. I hope he didn't tear his ACL. He's out for the year. Is he? Yeah. Did they say? Did they say he tore? They didn't really say what happened, but that he's out. He's out for the rest did, of the season. Did you watch that live? Yeah. When it well when it happened. My only thing, because like, I, like we've all buckled, like we've all had our knee. Well, yeah. at least I have anyway, many, many a time. But like, he was running full tilt and kind of like, the the defender kind of swiped at his leg, and so he put his foot down awkwardly, still thinking he was running. And then the force, I think that force might have did it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and it sucks for them too because he actually looked really good, bro. He, he had like looked, seventy yards in the first he, half. But even just the eye test, he's just yeah. so so much faster than any of the running backs that they had back there. Yeah, and I think that's definitely going to be a big loss. But if there's any team that could get away with anybody being a running back, I do think that the Ravens have just historically been a team. <laughs> just keep turning them yeah, out. Yeah, like yeah. they just find guys off practice squads, and then they end up starting in your fantasy team, like. And you're like, oh, they'll get me 15 to 20 points. Like, you just know. And, you know, Gus Edwards is like third all time in rushing for the Ravens. You never would have guessed that. It's just he's never really the starter. He'll get his 10 to 12 carries a game, the occasional 25 carries once a year or something. But for the most part, he's just been chipping away. And that's yeah. kind of what they do. Like, Justice Hill, I remember a couple of years ago, was like this fantasy darling. And then. Where is he? Yeah, didn't play, you know. And <laughs> yeah. you just look back at the history of them. They just always find guys. To, to replace, but it is an un, a big and unfortunate loss for them for the time being. But to his point, though, right? Like, even with those losses, I feel like that's the difference between the Ravens this year from the Ravens in the years past, where when Mark Andrews is your only weapon and he goes down, well, Lamar can't do it all on his own, right? But Mark Andrews goes down, you still got Likely, Odell, Zay Flowers. Like, there's still other weapons. And, I mean, Lamar, you can say what you want about the guy when he's playing his game. It's probably I heard Nick, you know, on the show last week say him and Josh Allen probably the two most unstoppable quarterbacks yeah. out there. That's probably accurate. Uh, Lamar, when he's out there playing, doing what he does best, like yesterday, 90, 90 something rushing yards out of your QB. Come on, that's yeah. uh, that's tough to game plan for for a defense. And, and and his ninety now is so effortless. Like you know, Effort. it's it's not even like Butter. it's not even like you feel it for real. Like he he makes big yeah. plays, but it's not like he's going on those big 40, 50-yard Lamar Jackson runs that he's had in his career. Yeah. It's been just, oh, eight. I'll go get eight right now. I'll go ahead and get 12. And he only does it a couple of times. You look up, oh, yeah, he had 100 yards, 200 yards through the air. I love that they do that. And I don't know if they do that, if they started doing that after they paid him. But it does seem like now it's a quarter of a billion dollar investment in this guy. Yeah. But 
the Eagles kind of do that with Hurts too. The Pats used to do this with Gronk. It's like, yo, we're not when we're playing the Jets and the Raiders. Like, we we don't need you to be running for 120 yards. Like, yeah. It's cool, but when you're playing in a big spot, you know, prime time for the MVP push, or we're playing an opponent that we think we might see later down the road. Like, yeah, let's unleash this toy. Right? Like Josh Allen come playoff time, yeah. he's leading the team in rushing. They're gonna, it's it's <laughs> third wrong. and it's third and eight. It's RPO and he's running right. Like quarterback draws. You're not doing that week four against. The Titans at home yeah. when you're a 15 point favorite, you're just not. And yeah. there was there was a little trend last year where like, anytime the Eagles were a seven point favorite or more, the correlation to Jalen Hurts rushing yards to the under wow was like a wild trend. Oh wow! And then when they were playing the Cowboys of the world, or they were playing the Niners, or they played like the upper echelon teams, it's like you would go over. It's like yo, bro, we don't want to put you in jeopardy to get hurt against. Tampa Bay. Shit, yeah, these shit <laughs> yeah. teams. Like, yeah. well, you could beat the Falcons not running and yeah. just throwing from the pocket. But then come playoff time, they unleash the guy. Yeah. And it's always what happens. And it goes back to what Gronk used to do with the Pats. Oh, we don't need you, bro, against the Jets. It's cool. But you're, oh, we're playing Kansas yeah. City on Sunday Night Football? I bet. We're, we're playing Baltimore? Yeah. Play, this, this, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, I must have forgot. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, I think that's something that you see with, I think that's something to Kenny's point with, like, Lamar. Now it's, it's the Monday night football game, bro. Mm. It's it's Brock Purdy, who's a guy that right now is a leading candidate to be MVP. And then you have the other MVP candidate in that game, too, in McCaffrey. Oh, let's let's show you. They'll Mark, get behind Lamar. Well, don't forget Lamar's the second favorite right now. Yeah. Is he? Is he really? Yeah. yeah. Kenny definitely has his eyes on that. Look at okay. Kenny. Let's get back on Kenny um, Iso. Look at him cheesing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I got a uh, I got a couple futures cooking, right? I got Bama at plus two thousand to win the national championship. I got the Ravens at plus, I think they're plus 2,000 as well. And Lamar is, I think, plus 2,300 or something for MVP. So um, I'm feeling good with the futures right now. So I'm just hoping a couple of these cash for me. <laughs> yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd, that'd be the dope. Bama because, one will be, what are you saying? I'm saying that would be dope too because you, you gave those out on the show, dude. Like right before the season. You're yeah. like, yo, the futures that I really like. So that, that'd be fire. I'm, I'm hoping for that. And also, Kenny's a good guy. I'll throw me yeah. Nice little Venmo, you know, a nice little $20. <laughs> yeah, buy myself something, something nice. For the <laughs> real, real quick before I hop out of here, Nick, I got to ask you your opinion on this. You see the whole uh, the story about your boy, Tommy DeVito? Which one? What he's doing out here at the local restaurants. So I guess he was uh, supposed to do like an appearance or something at some local family Italian restaurant. And they were paying him 10 k but uh, after his, you know, great play and his name's kind of going all over the place, he upped the charge. He said, "Now I want 20000 <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, bro. Don't you dare say yesterday's price isn't I mean, today's is, price. Is it not, bro? That's. Like, come on, man. Listen, bring it here. Uh, yeah, that's that's terrible, man. That's that's that. Listen, you can't do that. You just you can't do that, especially once we've agreed. It's something if we're still in negotiations, we're still talking, and then my, my, you know, my energy surges. But I'm not going to say, yeah, I'll be there on the 3rd, and then on the 28th, I'm like, yeah, no, we need to renegotiate. That's not good. That's not good. That's, that's bad juju. Mm. That's not good yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? And uh, You swung me a little bit. Yeah, no, you, I mean, you, just, you, you can't do that. That's not, that's not what you do. You don't, especially, especially coming from, from that side of the, the world. Our word is our bond. Yeah. We don't back up yeah. on our word. So Italians, no. Yeah, no. Italians are, are yeah, about that for sure. You don't do that. You don't do that. That's that's the never mind. Yeah. But <laughs> yo, yo, listen, I um I think I I think 
you you swung me, bro. I'll be honest, you did. Because oh, in, in my uh, head, like uh, one for thirty-seven. You agree? Yeah. I'm shocked you had to be swung. <laughs> what do you you think that was foul? Yeah, I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, come on, you're. I mean, just you know, I'm from Jersey. You're from New York. Like that's just you. You know, it's just how it goes. That's you agree on something. You got to honor that. That would be like me agreeing to do your show, right? And I and then the show we the show starts to take off. People love me, and I'm like, hey, Nick, I need a thousand ep- thousand per episode. You'd be like, whoa, what the fuck, guy? Mm. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's a little fucked up, especially when you're Tommy DeVito. And let's be real, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, there's probably going to be in a few years where he's going to need that ten thousand. Like this guy's not a legit NFL stud quarterback. He's going to be he's the worst thing for the Giants this year because this is what's going to happen. The Giants are going to have a great draft pick. They're not going to draft a quarterback. They're going to think they got something in Jones or Devito, and you got nothing with either of those guys. So uh, he's really just setting the franchise back. Yeah, there was I think one of my favorite comments of all time, and it was the the NFL and Tommy Devito did a collab with something. And uh, the comment was like, yeah, everybody loves this story until the Giants get like the 12th pick in the draft and Daniel Jones is throwing a pick six every half next year. And you're like, yeah, it's all fun and games, bro. And like, this is a problem, man. These Giant fans, right? A little delusional, especially when it's like an Italian dude like that, right? Like a lot of Italians in New York. Yeah. And they're all loving the story and it's cool. And it has like that Linsanity vibe to it. And they were winning. And yo, you know what? On a serious note, I'm a big body language guy. Yeah. I never saw the players react like that with Daniel Jones. Mm. Like they were, you know, they were calling him Vanilla Vic and they were enjoying that. But that was when they won the playoff game. We're talking about this team was, you know, two and seven or whatever they were. And then they won the three games in a row. And like everybody's going crazy for him. But <laughs> to Kenny's point, like this team is going to end up having a shitty draft pick. They're not going to take a quarterback. Or it's going to be something dumb. And it's just setting the franchise back. And and look, and, and even if they do take a quarterback, mm. now that quarterback isn't nearly the quarterback that you could have had. Now you're just taking the quarterback that's there versus the quarterback that you want. Um, yeah, it's it. Look, all of our teams. This 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 is the and this is why you know I hate tanking, but at the same time, when you're in it, okay, let's do it. Let's not be just half half doing it. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. Shout out to Tommy DeVito though. The passing pies on. We'll see how it goes this week on Christmas. Probably going to get throttled and then the fun is over. Just like Lynn Sanity came. Anyway. Hey, Lynn Sanity rolled through Carmelo coming back, though. He, he kept going for a little bit longer than, I, than we all thought. We were all like, oh, okay, it's a nice little two weeks. Carmelo's coming back next week. 35. 35, like, yeah. <laughs> like he still was crazy. out there. That was crazy. When Lynn Sanity was going on, that was just like a special time to be from, like in the Nick area, right? Like, dude... That time was lit in New Jersey, New York, right? If you're hitting the Knicks game at that time, Lynn Sanity, man, it was just the vibes were, were immaculate. And, and, you know, you could feel it in the air out here. Yeah. Yeah, that was an era, bro. Did, did was, you did you see his uh, his um, his documentary? I did not, know. Bro, it was so good. Yeah. You got to watch it. Yeah, it was it was actually really good. It was well done. Shout out Lynn Sanity. Shout out Tommy DeVito. And shout out our guy, Kenny Betts Big. Kenny, before we wrap up, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Was that you're cutting out? Let the people know where they can find you on social media. Oh, oh, uh, Kenny Betts Big. This shit's been the same from last year, same as this year's. It's going to be the same next year's, same forever. Kenny Betts Big. Um, yeah, that's it. Josh, where can they find you? The American Fan 365, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You know what I mean? I'm out here. Anywhere to find me. 
Shout out to everyone that's been listening to the show the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week, we had over 10,000 downloads in a week, which is the first of its kind for VM. And uh, that is all That is all credit to... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to you too, man. Thanks to Kenny. Thanks to everyone that comes on the show. And thanks to everybody that listens. I keep saying this, and it's not to be uh, funny or silly. The best cosign is you people that are listening to the show. Uh, you tell your friend, yo, you should check this out. The vibes are dope. They know what they're talking about. They're fun. It's entertaining. Whatever it is, it goes a long way. So continue to share the content at Veterans Minimum for all things VM, the YouTube channel, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn. Throughout, throughout the LinkedIn. I like it. Yo, listen, man. LinkedIn is where you want the people to see you. Listen. If you guys aren't on LinkedIn, yeah. you're making a big mistake. Trust. I, I've made money through LinkedIn. Big trust. LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to throw that shit everywhere. You're going to see this stuff and you guys are seeing this stuff and sharing it. So thank you all very much. And as far as I go, it's at Nick Day is 10 on all social media outlets. We'll be back later this week for more. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Zab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.